Welcome everyone to episode 8 of the Newborn Podcast. I'm Remy, the Newborn Father. Again, welcome back. You can follow me on Facebook.com slash Newborn Father, at Twitter, at Newborn Father, no the with the Twitter, just at Newborn Father. You can listen in live every Tuesday night, 10.30 Central Standard Time is the start time at Mixler.com slash the Newborn Father. And if you don't have time to drop by live, you can always listen on the download via the Stitcher mobile app. You can download Stitcher for pretty much anything at this point. You can listen on your commute. You can listen in the office. You can play Stitcher files through uh, desktop, laptop, really anything that you have digital that can stream any kind of audio. There is a Stitcher app for it. So you can listen in there as well. Uh, tonight I have a, uh, a short list of things that I want to cover. Uh, some things that have kind of cropped up really very recently. So the first thing that I want to do is just go ahead and give a little bit of an update on the ongoing teeth saga. So we uh, we first were under the impression that he had a couple coming in, right? He's four months old. It's kind of right up. It's maybe a little bit early, but we figured it's about that time. It shouldn't be shocking to see a couple come in. So we thought that he had a couple that were on their way. And then from there, we then were under the impression that, no, he actually had the top fronts and bottom fronts coming in at the same time. Yikes. Then we realized, oh, he actually has tooth buds on his lateral incisors, so the two teeth next to the top front teeth, uh, which perfect time of year, I guess, for something like that, right? Uh, and that was the latest that I had known last time I had updated you uh, with the goings-on on that front. Uh, today, I can share that we have uh, quite prominent teeth that are bulging along the entirety of little man's upper gum line. Uh, so we can't say for sure that they're all kind of dropping at once, uh, but uh, it does seem like they're going to be fairly consecutive once they start coming. So it has been interesting. We're kind of we're working with the combination right now of baby aura gel which, you know, it seems to do the trick for small amounts of time. Uh, some Tylenol, which is kind of the go-to, has been for a long time. I'm going to come back to that in a second. And uh, then teething tablets, which actually seem to work the best for him, uh, the most consistently. The problem with those is they say right on the bottle that you can only give them to your kid for seven days consecutively. Uh, so we have to take him in on Friday if we're still having to give these to him uh, so we can meet with the doctor and she can kind of look at these things and see whether or not it would be okay for him to continue on them or if we just need to stick straight with Tylenol. So we'll see. Now, back to Tylenol. We got a bottle of baby Tylenol at the baby shower which was great. That was something that we hadn't really thought of. I believe I put it on our registry. Uh, but And I don't know if you guys have this the same 
thing happened to you often or not. Uh, but in the case of our wedding and then in the case of our baby shower, we set up registries for both and it was like we shouldn't have even fucking bothered. All right. That's not to say that we didn't get anything that was on the list. A couple people did get things um, after directly looking at the list, but it really was a couple people. And then a handful of more people just kind of happenstance ended up getting things that were on the list because we had pretty generic things on it, right? So we had diapers just so we could get a stock going before he came, you know, and yada, yada, yada. One person did pick up some baby Tylenol for us, and that, that was great. But what we didn't realize, and I don't know why we didn't realize, well, probably because we hadn't had a fucking kid before. That's probably why. But uh, the standard baby Tylenol is like a red color. And I, for the life of me, I do not understand why they decided to do this as kind of the standard bearer for baby Tylenol. But that shit stains everything every single thing that it comes into contact with it is staining and it is uh, probably the most annoying shit i have ever seen in my life uh so we try to keep it at bay with bibs and we have to choose bibs that you know are throwaway bibs more or less, right, that we can kind of sacrifice, and his burp cloths, which now look like they've been through a war zone, it's really, they look like MP bandages, it's insane, and it's not one drop of blood from any of this tooth process at all, um, if there even would be, uh, it's just all this Tylenol, so we looked at them, and they do make dye-free Tylenol, which is something that we're dying to get our hands on at this point, um, because the, the Tylenol does seem to help them too, um, but we just, we don't want to pump them full of that unless we absolutely have no other recourse, and the tablets um, are, are a little bit more on the side of kind of like a homeopathic kind of a remedy, and they do, they seem to work, they do seem to do the trick, they're just three little tiny, tiny tablets uh, like miniature Altoids, and they immediately dissolve in his mouth. I, I'm sure they taste fairly gross, but he's at the point now where he's kind of associated taking those with feeling better. So when his teeth start bothering him, now when I grab the bottle, he'll start smiling and, you know, not laughing, but he'll start smiling. So we'll see. We'll see what happens if we have to take him in on Friday. I'm hoping... Oh, God, I'm hoping within the next week or so we'll see at least one of these teeth pop through. I know I talked to my, uh, well, my wife spoke with my sister-in-law a few days ago, and she said that uh, our oldest niece was kind of showing signs of teething at four months and didn't get her first one until 10. And holy shit, uh, they survived, right? My brother and his wife, they survived through it, so I suppose we could if it came down to that, but... Please, 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 Guy Genie, let us have a tooth sooner rather than later. So that's that's where everything is right now as far as that goes. Uh, it's something that I, I've alluded to in past episodes, but it became clear tonight, is uh, Tuesdays 
I keep an eye on Little Man because my wife has uh, school. She has classes she has to go to. Uh, so I'm with him uh, usually from about, let's say, 12, 30, 1 o'clock to about right around 10 o'clock at night. Um, which in and of itself is totally fine. It's not a problem at all. But as I've said before, uh, our little man is a giant, right? So he's 85th percentile for weight and around 90th for height. Uh, he's, he's a chunky monkey. He's about 18 pounds, about 26, 27 inches long. Uh, so he's, he's a big kid. And because of that, uh, we keep having to upgrade, uh, the size that he's wearing over and over and over again. So right now he's in predominantly six months and some six to nine month clothing. And I've, I came up against an issue that we're having today that my wife had previously had, and I just, it hadn't hit me for whatever reason until today. And I think part of the reason for that is because, uh, bedtime, uh, more often than not, I, I, well, I would like to say it's split, but she tends to get him in his pajamas a bit more than I do to go down at night. And uh, I went to put him in his pajamas, and he had one pair that fits fine that was clean, uh, but they're kind of thick fleece, which is great. Winter's coming. They're going to come in handy, especially out here in Wisconsin there is usually a handful of wind chill 50 below days. So it's it's going to be something that will be useful at some point, right? Um, but it's a little bit, even though it's raining tonight, it's a little bit too warm for him to wear. Uh, and that, that was it. Other than that, we have a pair of pajama bottoms with like little duck feet on them because every single piece of child clothing needs to be cute in some way. Uh, those of you that have kids already know this. Those of you that will or may one day, you'll find out. Every single article of children's clothing has to be cute or uh, solid or maybe striped. Um, but if there's any graphic on it at all, it can just be a graphic. It has to be something cutesy. So the feet on these pajama bottoms are like duck faces or whatever, which a lot of kids pajamas at least up to this point infant pajamas are like that uh it's a little macabre right so yeah they look like cartoon characters but he's essentially wearing the severed heads of animals on his feet it's a little it's a little strange it's a little strange uh but other than this thicker fleece pajama set like onesie like zip up onesie that he has uh he only had these duck pajama bottoms uh, and there's a specific long sleeve onesie that I'm pretty sure goes with it that anytime my wife puts him in this pajama bottom set, uh, he, it's always that specific onesie that he's in. I couldn't for the life of me find this fucking onesie. So I had to resort to just what I could find. And I knew that we had just plain white long sleeve onesies. And then it was a production finding one of those things too. Um, so yeah, so we're coming to a point now where, uh, we need to do pajama shopping, uh, and we need to do pajama shopping pretty immediately, um, because he's got probably four or five sets that fit pretty well. And again, those of you that are parents know, it's not enough. It's absolutely not enough unless, uh, you want to be doing 
laundry just about every day, right? And I know once we have another one, once that time comes, it's going to be a thing that happens regardless. Um, but I wouldn't mind staving that off for a little while. And uh, the, the reason why, for for those of you that are kind of on the outside of the reasoning behind why four or five pairs of pajamas uh, essentially means that you have to do laundry every day is because while usually the amount that a child spits up isn't really all that much proportionate to the amount that's in the bottle that they have, it's enough that you have to change your kid uh, pretty often through the day uh, and fairly often through the night too um, because they'll spit up during the night. I I put him up earlier to go to bed. He goes to bed right around 7.30, 8 o'clock every night. I put him up to go to bed. And he's, he has this new thing now where he's mastered the art of rolling to his stomach. If his arm doesn't stay under his stomach, he can't roll back to his back. He hasn't quite grasped it yet. So I, I lay him down, and I'm watching him on the monitor, and I turn back to what I was grading, I think. I turn back to my grading, and I didn't catch what happened next. All I caught was about 10 minutes later, he started whining a little bit. So we're starting to get to the point where we're just kind of letting him whine it out. And he was kind of being consistent with it. So I went up there to at least grab him to kind of console him back to sleep and put him back down. Uh, he had spit up in bed. So, yeah. That now brings me to my next point, which is we not only need to do some pajama shopping, uh, but we also need to get him a second bedspread because I didn't have a second set to put on that bed in the crib. So, yeah, I basically had to clean it up as best as I possibly could and uh, lay him back down. And for those of you who don't know, when they spit up, they're drinking more or less just formula, right? A little bit here and there, he's having cereal now. Um, but there's, there's no chunks or anything like that. So it's not like he's sleeping in a 22-year-old frat boy's throw-up, right? He's spitting up a little bit, gets a little bit wet. Everything is okay. As long as you do your best to clean it up, which I did, right? Um, but yeah, yeah. And it's, it's pretty consistent uh, that just about every payday... There's something new, and usually it's clothing uh, that needs to be picked up, and that's just kind of part of the whole rigmarole. But associated with this issue with having a little bit of clothing or what have you to pick up... uh, Let's talk about daycare for a minute, because this is something that we've been unfortunately pressed up against um, in really the last couple days. So without getting into too much detail, um, our primary babysitter had a pretty terrible tragedy befall her family, and for that reason, she needs to have time uh, to herself and with her family. We understand that perfectly. Um, so she's not watching little man right now, and that's absolutely fine, completely understandable. We have a secondary babysitter, essentially for that reason, 
but the secondary babysitter has been sick this week. So she wasn't able to watch him on Tuesday. Uh, so my wife stayed home from class on Tuesday. And she's not going to be able to watch him on Thursday either, which puts us into an interesting conundrum as far as what it is we're going to do about Thursday, right? Um, so I've been looking into daycare, and I've been looking into daycare really since he was born, but we only need daycare for him two days a week for about four and a half, five hours. And that's it. That's all we need. And that's all we want. We're not going to take the kid to a daycare if one of us is home, right? We don't need to spend that money um, when we can use it on other things like buying him pajama sets and fucking sheet sets, right? Uh, here's the problem. Most daycares, at least in this area, but I would imagine that this is probably the same or similar in most, um, require a minimum amount of days per week, and I've found many that require all five days, right? Uh, regardless of how long that they're there. And because of that, the price is exorbitant. Right? It's insane. It's fucking crazy. And we are not opposed to spending money on quality daycare. We're not at all. But we're not going to pay for something that isn't needed, Right? That does that not make sense to anybody out there? Um, right? I I need a car to uh, here's 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 a better example. I'll use the car that I have now. So in 2008, I needed a car. Right? My previous car had broken down, and I had gotten sick and tired of buying used cars and having them for a couple years and having them break down and shit to bet on me. Right? So I decided I was going to buy a new car. When I went down to the dealership to look at potential vehicles, right, I didn't even give cars over, you know, with tax, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars. I didn't even give cars above that a second look, right? That doesn't mean I was necessarily X'd out of the potential of getting something like that, right? Who knows? I might have been able to land a loan for who knows, a fucking Mustang or something, right? In Insert higher-end car here. But I didn't. I got a little four-banger Hyundai Accent, no power, right? No bells and whistles. The only bells and whistles that it had on it was an auxiliary port, which is awesome. I use that thing constantly because I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to audiobooks on my way down to work and my way back from work, so... That's fantastic. I'll always have one of those in my cars from now on. But it's not an overly ornate vehicle, and I didn't need that either, right? In the same sense, I didn't need to pay for more car than I actually needed. I don't need to pay for more daycare than we actually need, right? We need two days a week, about five hours each day, and you can't find it. You just cannot find it. And out here, we have friends but a lot of our friends work during the day, right? And those that don't are really these two women that have already been watching him. So, yeah, what do we do when we're in this kind of situation? So we're we're in a little bit of kind of a, a 
not a kind of turmoil inside of the household, right, but just kind of inner turmoil, trying to figure out, you know, a third potential option should we need it. But the problem is there just isn't anybody. Right? There just isn't anybody that we know well enough that could step into that role as kind of like a third string, right? You know, like a practice squad that can come in when we need them and only when they when we need them. So, you know, I I would like to know from other people whether or not they have run across this same kind of daycare bullshit or maybe you make a lot more money than we do. Maybe you're able to spend for all 5 days and not even and if you can, bless your heart, good for you, right? Um but I'm even imagining in my own head if we could afford, you know, say eight nine hundred dollars a month in daycare uh if we could afford that but we still only needed two days a week i still can't imagine being okay spending that money that we didn't necessarily need to spend right so i don't know if you guys out there have any kind of thoughts on that I'd love to hear it so i i realize that i've been doing a lot of bitching on this episode so far um, so I've got, I have one kind of little interesting observance that I made, uh, the other day, and then subsequently, uh, a day or two after that, which really kind of made me smile because I realized that we were doing something right. So I have little man sitting on my lap and we're on the couch we're just hanging out, right? He's chewing on his blanket, chewing on his thumb, chewing on his hand, chewing on his wrist. I'm pretending like he's engaging with me. And we have two dogs. We have a, what we think is a Chihuahua Jack Russell mix, or Dashin Jack Russell, or there's definitely Dashin and something else, either Chihuahua or Jack Russell, something in there. And our other one is a Boston Terrier Beagle mix. And his name's Spud. And as I'm sitting there with little man, Spud jumps up on the couch, and he loves people, and he loves to be loved. So he jumps up on the couch, and he kind of meanders over, and I, you know, I pet him a few times, and then just kind of going back, I was probably watching TV or something. And I looked down, and little man had reached out, and he wasn't patting Spud He wasn't pulling his ears or his face or his legs. He was very gently, very nicely petting the top of Spud's head. And the kid's four months old, right? I don't know for sure whether or not that's an advanced thing for a kid his age to be doing, but it made me feel good that... And this may not even be true, but I would like to believe that he associated our treatment of the dogs with how you treat a dog and pet him as nicely as nicely could be. So as as kind of heartwarming as that moment was for me to see him do that, I also at the same time, there's a little bit of a cynical side to me. Don't know if you have been able to tell to this point, but this could be a fluke. It could be a fluke. We'll see. So, I have him in his jumperoo. I think it was even the next day. I have him in his jumperoo in the bathroom doorway downstairs. And I'm sitting with him 
because he's a wild man. And he absolutely will jump from his tippy toes on a jumperoo and catch himself on the door jam. He absolutely would do that because uh, he's fucking crazy. So I'm, s- I'm sitting there with him. <clears throat> and we also have two cats uh, because we're gluttons for punishment. And the cat, out of all four of the animals, the one I'm kind of nervous about is my older of the two cats. And he's not extremely old. He's like four or five years old. Um, But after I got him, him and I spent a lot of time, just the two of us, right? Um, So he's been the one that's had to go through kind of the most amount of adjustment because he's gone from it being um, actually my ex and I from years ago and then just him and I for a long time. And we made the move out here together and it was just him and I for a long time. And... I play with him often, and I play kind of rough with him, and I have for a long time. So even when I pet him, he has a tendency to kind of nip at me a little bit, and he's never being mean, right? He never, if if he scratches, he never means to scratch, right? Um, I, I think maybe once or twice he's actually broken skin on me, uh, probably about the same amount of times with my wife. But even so, he's kind of the one of the four that makes me a little bit nervous with Little Man, um, just because he is always in this constant play mode. And Little Man doesn't know. He could take that as aggressive, and it could scare him. So Little Man's in his jumper. He's having a great time. And, you know, big shit-eating grin on his face, loving it. And Bubba, this cat, comes kind of traipsing through the bathroom doorway. And I looked down, and just like Little Man had done with Spud, he would gently pet him from the top of his head all the way down his back to the base of his tail. And I sat there stunned. And the cat walked into the bathroom and turned and walked back out. And when he walked back out, same thing. Top of the head, just a gentle pet all the way down to the base of the tail. So I'm pretty stoked about that. I think that's pretty cool, right? Uh, That he seems to be showing uh, proper respect, appreciation, and love to the animals in the house. I'm digging that. I've heard a lot of things about uh, having your kids around pets as their infants, right? So they can grow up healthier because they've been exposed to uh, potential allergens from animals from a very young age, if not birth, right? That it can help them be better adjusted uh, emotionally, if not psychologically, as they're kind of developing. I've heard a lot of different things, but I'm kind of a wait and see kind of a guy, right? So I don't fully believe that the kid could not develop an allergy to cats, right? I still think it's well within the realm of possibility. Uh, But being able to literally observe his treatment of both Spud and Bubba was pretty awesome, I have to say. So I want to leave you tonight with kind of a preview for episode 10. So as with episode 5, I want to do these kind of not landmark episodes. That makes it sound like this is going to be the 100th episode. Not at all, obviously. Um, but I like to do something a little bit bigger on these kind of occasion episodes, I guess might be a better way to put it. So 
I've had conversations with a couple people lately about um, how I'm going to approach certain topics or subjects with Little Man when he's older, and kind of looking back on my own life, what are some of my own experiences that I either uh, absolutely positively do not want for him, um, or what were occasions of learning for me that kind of give me a unique perspective in terms of kind of what, I don't want to say what could occur, um, but in terms of kind of deeper explanations once little man is much older, so in his, you know, hopefully late teens, hopefully it's not much earlier than that. Uh, what are, you know, what are some of these things that have kind of occurred to me throughout my life? So episode 10 is going to be kind of a conflation of those two things. So for instance, uh, our primary babysitter, she's black, asked us a couple weeks ago how we were going to answer the question of why she looks different when that question comes, which I understand why she asked that, right? Because it's, I'm sure it's probably a common question that kids have. I'm sure it is. Um, but it also kind of bothered me at the same time. Not because she asked the question of me, um, but because, I guess, essentially because that is a question that warrants an answer, right? Um, from him when he asks it. Uh, and I wasn't exactly quite sure how to answer her in that moment, but after thinking about it for a little while... I'm pretty sure that I have a few different ways that I would approach an answer to that question depending on how old he is. So things like that I'm going to cover in episode 10. And then I'm also going to share the story of my six-month life in Florida, and specifically Melbourne, Florida on the East Coast. It's about 20 minutes south of Cocoa Beach. Uh, my wife loves when I tell this story. Uh, because it's fucking crazy. It's a story that includes booze, lots of booze, including uh, DUI, drugs, lots of drugs, including drugs in the tank after I got my DUI, not taken by me. It includes random strange sexual observances between friends and complete strangers in bars. It includes the kind of hoarding of weaponry in my apartment uh, directly related to some of those other aforementioned nefarious activities. Right. Um, so it, it's definitely kind of... It's, it's absolutely not a story that I'm proud of, uh, but I can see why she finds it as funny as she does because it's fucked up. A lot of it is fucked up that happened to me. Um, and it kind of reoriented my uh, perception of a lot of things in this world. And it didn't happen all that long ago. So uh, this was uh, 05, 06, right? And when I say 05, 06, I mean kind of bridging between those two years. Um, so it wasn't a super, super, super long time ago. I, Jesus, actually, it's been almost 10 years ago. So I guess it is a fair amount of time ago. It, things get weird when you hit your 30s, folks. If you haven't yet, I'm telling you, it gets fucking odd because 97 feels like it was literally yesterday. 
Um, but episode 10 is going to be kind of a collection of all these things. I may be able um, to grab a guest or two. If I can, I would love to. Um, maybe I can even get the wifey on. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe she can kind of guide the questions for that and maybe help uh, guide my retelling of those stories because, again, like I said, she she loves it. Um, and then plus, and you guys can hear a little bit about my backstory too um, as it relates to kind of the more, I guess, recent leg of my life. So I would like to thank you for joining me for episode eight of the Newborn Podcast. Again, I'm Remy, the Newborn Father. You can listen to back episodes on Stitcher, on the Stitcher mobile app. All seven of the previous episodes are up there. Episode 8 will be up there at some point tomorrow. And uh, you can follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash the newborn father. You can follow me on Twitter, at newborn father. No the on Twitter, just at newborn father. Every Tuesday night at 10.30 Central Standard Time, you can listen in live to the newborn podcast via mixler.com slash the newborn father and i forgot to mention this last episode um because there is this uh, new push for listening to the podcast on the download via the stitcher mobile app i've revamped the youtube channel so now if you go to the newbornfather.com it's still going to redirect you directly to the youtube channel for now that's going to change it's i'm going to have a uh, kind of hub page where you can select either uh, the newborn podcast or the YouTube channel. But now on the YouTube channel, I'm doing something a little bit different. So on the YouTube channel, I have started a series of videos that I've called Games for Dads. And on Games for Dads, what I do is I play a little bit of different games that I find that can be played in small bite-sized chunks that are really nice. I say game, I say dads. Um, but really just parents that enjoy gaming as a hobby in general. Um, little, little games that can be played in bite-sized chunks that kind of work to that little bit of time, like to play something, need to get in and get out. So the first episode actually ended up being a bit of a longer episode because I had to kind of explain the dynamics of the game itself. Um, but the first episode featured The Binding of Isaac Rebirth, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite games of the last... 10 years, maybe even 20 years. I love that game to death. New DLC is dropping on Friday, so almost assuredly next week I will be uploading Games for Dad, The Binding of Isaac Rebirth, episode number two featuring the Afterbirth DLC. But episode one was just the vanilla game as it exists right now. Episode two featured a really cool minimalistic platformer, 140, where as you progress through the levels, you're actually adding to the soundtrack behind the game as well. And then episode 3 featured DLC Quest, which is a, an interesting little platformer slash RPG-esque game uh, where even moving to the left requires you to buy uh, in-game DLC. Now, you're not buying that DLC with actual money. You're buying it with the money inside of the game, but it's just a whole satirical take on the concept of downloadable content. So it's really fun and pretty funny at the same time. So please, by all means, I invite you to check out Games for Dads over on the YouTube channel. Again, you can just uh, use thenewbornfather.com for right now to get to the YouTube channel. And again, one more time, facebook.com slash newbornfather 
at newbornfather on Twitter, mixer.com slash newbornfather every Tuesday night, 1030 Central Standard Time, and on the download, the Newborn Podcast via the Stitcher mobile app. All right, folks, I will see you next time for Episode 9 as we make the last leg of our push toward that big, I guess, occasioned... I don't, Monumental sounds awful, because it's only, it's really, in the grand scheme of things, it's only episode 10. Um, but for me, you know, it's a, it's a big deal for now, so let's make it a big deal. So it'll probably be a longer cast, as episode 5 was. If you want to go back, by the way, go back, check out episode 5. That was featuring Anthony Missionary Thomas from Wrestling Soup. We had a very long two-hour conversation about his life as a podcaster, uh, his life as a father figure to three kids that are quite a bit older than uh, my own son. So that uh, little man's four months old. Uh, his kids are uh, tween age years in there. Um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm hoping at some point down the line to be able to have him back. Uh, so please check that one out as well. You can check uh, their show, Wrestling Soup, every Thursday night at, uh, I believe... 9.30 Eastern Standard Time? Double check on that for me. But, again, this is Remy, the newborn father. Thank you so much for checking out this episode and all of the episodes, and I will see you next Tuesday. <laughs>